Welcome everybody to the club. We have a special, special, special episode today with my brothers, Jeff and Serge from Ugly Bros. And uh, Jeff is from Overexposed and Nomies. We're going to get into that in this entire episode. If you guys aren't able to stay for the entire thing, we will be on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Alexa. You can listen to us while you're in the shower, while you're working on your car. Doesn't matter. We got you covered. So if you have to dip, don't be worried because you're going to be able to check out the entire episode on those platforms. Um, other than that, I want to get into it. Also, give a shout out to my co-host, Fauci, who's going to be joining us in this episode, as he does in every single one. Uh, Fauci, if you want to say hi to everybody, and then we can go into introducing our guests to the to the audience. Yeah, yeah I appreciate everybody that's coming out here and actually supporting us. It means a lot, for sure. Awesome. Jeff, uh, I know you already said hi a little bit, but this is for the YouTube. So if you want to say hi again, because everybody's not going to hear that the first thing that you said. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, yeah, my name is uh, Jeff. <laughs> I love to say that all the time. It's funny. I always I always hear <laughs> that the, the infamous my name is Jeff in my head every time I say it. <laughs> but, yeah, my name is Jeff. Um, I'm, uh, you know, 29 years old. Uh, been in Web3 for about a year and a half now um, and personally love collecting JPEGs. I'm a, I love art and I also love build, building around communities. And uh, and also, it's funny, is this, I always make, we always make jokes it's about the friends you meet th- along the way, but it truly is that. And uh, yeah, so I'm just Jeff. And sir. Thank you, Jeff. And Serge, I got a lot to say about Jeff in a minute, but Serge, if you want to introduce yourself, my man. Yeah, Jeff is too humble. My name is Ugly, and I am Web3. How about that? No, no, I'm just... <laughs> Jeff is too humble. Jeff is too humble. But listen, boys, thank you for having me. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. I don't know if you know about it, but you are Big Daddy. But around here, I am known as Daddy. If you go to a space and you say Daddy, they'll point the finger. So <laughs> Paulie was going on, and my, my boy Jeff, and and as as a Dominican, que lo que, claro, claro, que lo que, man, I'm super, super hyped to have you on. Um, ever since you started Ugly Bros, I was one of the original people in there because Jeff invited me from the Hoolies Discord. Actually, <laughs> he invited me from the Hoolies Discord, and I joined in. I think I was like in the first like 200 or 300 people that got in there, and and. Once I found out you were Dominican, it, I, I like I resonated with that so much, and I was supporting you from day one. Like I'm not gonna lie, I flipped all the NFTs because I'm broke. But if I had bread to hold, I would have held them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really just that simple. Like I would have held them if, if like I could. But like you know, I gotta make my money. But uh, but you know, su- such a big inspiration for me. And uh, like I said, I was gonna get into Jeff a little bit. Jeff is the reason that the club exists. He is the reason. And Fausti can get into it a little bit. Uh, he's been uh, one of the biggest inspirations for me in this space since I got into it a year ago, just to see somebody that came from where I came from and somebody that's likable. Everybody uh, holds him in high regard and he's always representing us well. It just gave me so much motivation to do the same. So, Jeff, I know I've, t- I've told you multiple times, but just keep doing what you're doing and you're making so many people proud. And I bet there's hundreds more people that feel the same way that I do. 
And I just I just really want to say thank you for representing us the right way. And Serge, also you, because you you represent our people really, really well. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate the both of you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. It really means a lot to me. Man, hearing somebody say that is like crazy to me. So I, I truly appreciate it. Um, I know that, you know, we're so for the people that don't know, we all are Dominican. So that's a little island that's connected with uh with Haiti so that little island you know it, it, it's beautiful it's it, it has a lot of heritage it has a lot of culture and i feel like that's part of the things that you know the dominicans bring to the table as you can see the bad guy has the the, the amazing attitude the the, the 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 champagne shower type of attitude and you know the, it, 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 it's 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 good to see um and we, you know, Dominicans always try to to to, the, to do their part, but um, it's really good to see it in Web three because it is different. Um, our culture is very old school, very old school. So, <laughs> knowing the fact that we, there's multiple of us in Web three is actually a big deal. Uh, so yeah. So like Anthony, me, me as well. Like you brought me from Hoolies to Ugly as well. I literally followed you straight across, and that was that was pretty cool. I mean, a lot of people that was in Hoolies with us kind of migrated and they stayed as a family. Hey, shout out to the Hoolies. They still around. Different ownership, but same love. Yeah, I used to be a, 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 that was actually like the first community where I started like trying to engage with a community and build and uh, be in one Discord all the time. Uh, you know, that experience was, I, 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 will, I will always say it was my favorite mint. It's funny enough because I have, you know, better mints that, that happened, but the 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 friends that I've built and the experience the experience I had is amazing. Most of my friends are from that the original uh, hooligan Discord. Uh, Falsy was in there, uh, Ant was in there, um, and then we all like <laughs> as soon as the the bad news came out, we all like migrated to the Ugly Bros, and it was like perfect because the first thing I noticed was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And I'm like. Uh, speaking to him and he told me he was Dominican. I was like, oh, it's over. Like, <laughs> I was like, can I be your mod? Can I be, I asked him like 300 times. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, and truthfully, that was like the first time I was able to see how a, a well-rounded business is ran, uh, in web three. So shout outs to Serge, you know, he, he, he helps, he helps the community a lot and he, he definitely did it right with, with ugly bros and, and giving us a home because he knew the whole situ the, the situation that has happened. And it was funny. It was just, um, it, it played well. So thanks a lot to Serge. Shout out Serge. Hey, no, that was a good time. And, and yeah, that was a funny situation. These guys, these, these cats had, had me like doing memes back then. Like, it was, <laughs> yo, you gotta chill. So, you know, and for those that don't know, like, you know, Back in October, like you know, I would go to the bathroom and come back, and there would be like, there'd be like two hundred messages. Like it was, it was the wildest thing in the world. Where I remember going to bed at one, waking up at seven, and then the messages were just like pouring. I was like, nah, bro, I'm gonna read all this. This is too much. It's like, little, but I'm grateful. You know, I learned. Thank you, Jeff. But yeah, that was some good times. You gotta say that was some good times. Yeah, so I remember. When we came over from Hoolies, right, I'd always see you doing live stream on like YouTube while you were working on your, you know, you're, you were playing your guitar and all. And I was like, yo, that's pretty fucking dope. I've not seen anybody else doing that. 
So how long have you been a musician? And like, where did that passion come from? Yeah, I mean, I've been a musician now for 20 years now. And like, since a kid, I've always wanted to play guitar. And that's where it came from, right? So, you know, one, one of the things was like, you know, coming into this NFT stuff was like, you know, let's be different. Let's let's actually let me let me kind of use my my skill set and and how do we use it? Let's just give music away for free, right? Do one of ones, attach it to the NFTs, give it away for free, and it's still like I I uh, it's not underappreciated, but it's something still that um, not many people are aware of. That's why now I'm just like let's get more videos out there explaining like what it is we offer with the music. Oh yeah, that's dope. Love to see it. And uh, it's been it's been almost a year now that you guys have been pretty much building because well, actually, Jeff, you kind of started overexposed like at the beginning of this year, so I guess that counts as kind of like six months for you. But at least I know for you, Serge, it's been over a year. Like one thing, one thing I know, and Jeff touched into it a little bit, is that Dominican culture is very, very old school, and we aren't like at, at least the majority isn't up with the times. I mean, we all got Facebook, you know, and WhatsApp, but uh, that's about as far as it goes. So, how did your like, how did your family react to what you were doing, or like, do they know about what your business is, or like, what 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 you're starting, or do they kind of look at you like you're like a hacker or something? Hey, so so let, let me tell you how this went. So this went that we had a friend back in September, because for those who don't know, it's like I have like a um, a personal training company. I have a I manage two gyms. We do in home training. Um, you know, before the pandemic, we had forty to sixty trainers, uh, over five hundred to a thousand clients. The pandemic hit, and I remember is also Dominican talking shit about how NFTs are dead. So I'm just like, hold my beer. <laughs> that's where it started <laughs> and like yeah when it comes to nfts like i didn't know what it was but i do know that I, that I, i'm pretty good at um time management organization um and learn and you know i i, I have very good transferable skills and um yeah i mean it, it was great uh it was just too crazy jeff knows you guys know that, that discord and then one time i gotta say um you know one time i opened up a spanish channel and all the Dominicans migrated. And there were like 20 Dominicans. And then the, the, the people in the chat that didn't know Spanish started, started getting scared. Because they're like, yo, what's happening here? He's going to give all the white lists away. <laughs> that was funny. And those were good times. I remember when you when you did that and everybody started doing, uh, putting the Dominican flag behind the ugly bros. I think even Ed. And I think you you did that one time, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, definitely. I remember joining that chat, and I remember talking. That was yeah. I'm the one that made I made the first. Uh, I think I had a yummy, I had a yummy NFT, and I made it, and I put the Dominican background, and then I started making it for everybody in there that wanted one, and I was doing it on Photoshop for everybody. Uh, but it was it was it was such a fun time and and Jeff, if you want to talk about if you want to answer the question uh, that I asked earlier, like how did your family react to your business and like you know what kind of reaction did you get from them? Well, so I can give you different reactions because I even have a a pretty nice story. So my mom, she she she, I always been like a, a kid that always wanted to do like creative things. So my mom is like. 
not surprised. Uh, she actually supports me very well. She loves gnomes. <laughs> now she collects gnomes. <laughs> so do I. Like she has gnomes all over her house and, um, she's very supportive. So my mom, she's very hip to, to like the thing. She's not very old school to, to um, uh, and she's a single parent. So I do give a lot of credits to everything I do without my mom. I'll be nothing. I'll be honest. So, uh, she knows everything about me from the good, the bad. And the ugly. <laughs> That's an old school saying we used to say in there. <laughs> uh, so she knows everything about me. So my mom, she's, 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 she's very cool with it. Now, one of funny the thing, uh, one of the last time I went to NYC was for NFT NYC and my papa picked me up. And one of the last conversations I had prior to him dying was about NFTs. And the funniest thing he told me is like, yo, like, you said you was going to be a millionaire. You're not going to be a millionaire messing with cartoons. I'm like, what you, what you? he's like, because you know how Dominicans are. That's the best way I can explain it. But he said it in the most disrespectful way. He's like, what are you doing messing with cartoons? And I'm like, Papa, it's not cartoons. Like I'm explaining the whole thing, but it's just the Spanish culture. Like we was just describing. It was just, you know, I was speaking to like a 75-year-old man. So that's a, it's a big difference. Um, he probably, he doesn't even have a Facebook. He doesn't, he doesn't even understand uh, the internet that much. So when I'm showing him, because uh, at first I showed him Nomi's and then I showed him Overexposed. And then he was like, oh, that, that that's nice. Like he, he liked Overexposed. So like that was something that like made me super happy. And it's a memory that I'm going to uh, forever have of him like liking the art of overexposed man that's that's awesome that's awesome bro and and once again r.i.p to your grandfather you know i was super sad to hear the, the news when when you let everybody know but um i'm currently living with my grandparents now on the island and what's crazy is that i i haven't spoke a word they just think that i'm some like uh anti-social weirdo that just never leaves his room and stuff and it's just like I tried to explain crypto to my grandma one time and it was just like I just couldn't even find the words to like even like convey it because she was just like she just there's it just, just no way. It was just no way. So like to me, like I really wanted to ask that question because I find it super hard to talk to my family about it, at least the family that's here. Like my dad, he's super supportive. He's like he's always behind me. He's always been my number one fan ever since I was a kid. He like he he has believed in me even when I never like believed in myself. I had a lot. I had a really hard time believing in myself when I was younger. And he always gave me that push to, you know, you know, make me believe that I could achieve anything. So he's definitely been always by my side and my mom as well. But like it's been really hard, especially with the old school Dominicans to really like get them to even understand what crypto is, let alone NFTs. Like I just kind of shy away from the whole topic. Yeah, and like my family, the reason why I say that is my family, my grandfather actually, you probably, I don't know if you know, but my grandfather owns Cabañas over there in Nagua. Um, it's called Cabaña Villa de Mal. I don't know if you ever heard of it. So he is a businessman. So he, I, he has, you know, history of, you know, of having a cabana is basically like a, I guess like a motel or like a drive-in. I don't know how to really explain it. <laughs> it's something that you in the in Dominican Republic <laughs> that only they have. Um, it's like little townhouses, I guess. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, so it come from that background. And then my mom, she, she used to have a daycare. Uh, she, you know, I, that's what I was around all the time. It was around kids and she, she was a daycare provider my whole entire like adult, like, like child and adult life until she moved recently. And, um, now she's a teacher. So yeah, uh, when you, when you tell them something like that, um, it's so different. Uh, my mom actually even been on TV, funny enough. She's been on like on a, on a a show with my, my little brothers and sister. (laughs) It's so funny. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, so my mom and and my little brothers and sister, they understand. But then after that, my whole generation prior to that is, is done. You can't even tell them they'll, they'll, they'll say, huh? Huh? What are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> like, it's just so obnoxious. Hey, man for for anybody that doesn't know, um, a cabana is basically like sex motels. So, if you guys don't know what that is, if you want to take your shorty or your mistress or your side piece, but you don't want to bring her back to the crib, you pull up to the cabana and you rent out a room for for half an hour or to an hour. I mean, it depends if you're one pump chump and uh, you take care of business and then you leave with the tinted windows and nobody knows that you were there, but you better book one on the other side of town because if your compadre sees you leaving, the word is going to spread before you even get back to your house. So definitely be careful. If you ever- I, I got to see big daddy is right on that because my brother used to collect towels. So he would go to these places and, you know, he would steal the towels and then, the towels are lined up, and I'm like, yo, what's going on with you and the motels and the towels? You got to chill out, my boy. You, you put bleach on that? It was wild. But, yes, he is true about that. And, like, real cabanas start outside of the city in Dominican Republic. So just in case you're there, it's uh, – <laughs> I remember. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, bro, it was wild times. I remember I went there for, like, a <laughs> – a summer one time and like I stood out there with my grandparents and it was like so crazy. Like <laughs> it was, it was crazy times, man. <laughs> Did uh, Anthony Ruggers? No, man, you got it, bro. You go, go okay. ahead. So like when I first got into crypto, I was pretty much like a COVID trader. I was like trading stocks. Market was good in 2020, and then like, when you go into 2021, market started falling apart. And I'm like, you know what? I lost enough. I'm like, fuck this. I'm just gonna leave and take my money to Coinbase. And that's kind of how I discovered a lot of these altcoins and buying Polygon and buying Cardano. And I like held my ADA for a long time, and I was like, I was not trading any NFTs. I just kind of sat there. I was watching on the sideline, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just start getting into it. Just start buying. At least like get my feet wet. So I was buying uh, the Cardano Apes. And that was pretty much a start for me. Hey, let, let, let me share my experience. I bought after that crash, uh, after the 2018 crash. Um, and, you know, you know, what's interesting is I got to see that um, before Bitcoin. Actually, Cardano was my thing. I bought Cardano for like two cents. And it, what I was telling everybody is like, yo, put put 5%. And at the time I was a trainer, I'm, I'm explaining to all my clients, to my rich clients like yo bro your lawyer put three percent down bro but he's like nah 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 I'm like okay 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 but yeah that was uh you want to talk about a crash that was a crash that was uh i think it went from like four or five thousand to hit to hitting twenty two thousand and then dropping back to how much was it 
3,000. It was crazy. Yeah, so, like, this is kind of a question for the both of you. So how stressful is your running a project, like, especially having your own in real life things like family and work? I think I will first. Ugly goes first, eh, Jeff? <laughs> the uglier, the better. I, I, you know, you know what it is. Um, I, I, I think uh, I, I've always been a business owner. So, for example, like I run a, um, you know, the gym. Still, I just have people manage it. My wife was already kind of accustomed to it. Um, I would, yeah, for for her, it's fine, but it's just delegating time at the end of the day because you you do lose track of yourself. The one thing I noticed, I put forty pounds. I've I've never had back fat before. I'm I'm like God damn like it's just it hits hard because you're sitting down the whole day, um in front of the Discord, um but again this is more 2021 like I didn't have a pattern, plus the pandemic right, so yeah I, my, my wife gets it but when it comes to me it's just setting up a routine going to the forcing myself go to the gym and walk and then do activities. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, so with me, um you know with anything that you want to do. Well, you always, of course, runs into stress. So, um, but the way you manage the stress is the key. So, me personally, I learned how to manage stress throughout my my experience. Like I told, like I said in the beginning, in the automotive industry. So, that stress have helped me uh, that uh, that I've dealt with be able to manage the business. So, when it comes to managing overexposed, we have multiple people. So it's not just me uh, handling. Uh, activities of the project the most important thing truthfully is the is the research i think doing the research on what to do next on what to do that is innovative that's going to be the the most stress i guess not stressful but the most time consuming thing um in my personal experience uh but dealing with the community has been very easy because i mean like like, like you have mentioned i've been in part of very different a lot of communities from stone age hooligans uh, 2500 Club, uh, Ugly Bros, uh, Space Buds, a lot of different communities I, I moderated for. So dealing with the community is something that I find very easy because I just be myself and uh, there's nothing to really, like, I don't know how to really explain it. It's just, you, I, I'm being myself, I'm being g- genuine and everybody just, I, I guess, attracts to that. Uh, but, but when it comes to the innovative side, Innovative, innovative side of things is probably where I find probably the most stress. But other than that, I find it very amazing. I, I, it's an amazing experience. Experience. I'm very grateful to be part of the Web3 family. And I feel like, um, I, I don't know, it just feels, it feels right for me. Um, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel, it, it, it feels like, like I'm playing basketball in the gym with my friends again from high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not stress. It's just like, I got to get better. I got to still work on my game. I got to do the research of on YouTube, watching what's the next move that I'm going to be able to do. Um, that's the best way of, uh, or best example I'll be able to, to compare it to. Okay. So like, how did you get involved with the Genomes? And like, how, what was the start of that and the story behind that? <laughs> so with the Nomies, um, we was in the 2500 Club. You, I'm pretty sure you was aware. Uh, the previous founders, they have basically left the community. Um, they, they wanted to give the community up. And at that time, that was like one of, it was like a big, like a, like a big rug. And, um, at the time, everybody in the 2500 club was just discussing the situation and saying like, nah, let's, 
like that's impossible. Like, why are they doing that? They made it, we made it such a big deal. And then it turned out, I was like, let me go in Discord and just take over the project. And, and then I started going crazy. Like I told you, the research, started researching gnomes, started researching the history, started researching the 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 history behind them the 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 luck factor the even 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 the lux like what one of my buddies he he was explaining to me that there's history in mexico's uh with gnomes and then you see them everywhere so i started seeing them everywhere i go from decorations uh to fourth of july decorations uh i would go to my friend's house and i would see a gnome in their front yard and it's like it started just being a part of who i am and at truthfully we as as you know that it's it's really a small community thing with the people that got rubbed and i'm always trying to reward them with whitelists or uh, different airdrops it's not truly like um like a, a full-blown nft it's just making nft project it's more like taking care of the community that's there and um supporting them as much as i can with with, with like the little alpha i give or whatever so it just started becoming a small community uh with the people that followed me and then the people that were there and uh you know they they're very grateful that I see some of them in, in in the crowd and um you know they always they we're always doing community things I remember last year we did the gnome dome I think falsey you was in there and we had a blast <laughs> we was playing it was a lot of rewards there and a lot of people still talk about it and it's just a, another thing it was just a community thing that we did as community members because you know i came in this space as as a collector first um it wasn't like i came into this space as a art uh, as a as a project head i came in as a collector first um i was used to collect nba top shop moments and then i moved on into nfts and you know i was doing it just as like like all of us and then all of a sudden um <laughs> this project gave me as crazy as this sound a project that, that sold out gave me their project with the 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 discord and the policy keys and just left they didn't leave me with the money they left <laughs> with the money they left with everything but they left me with the project but at the time i was like you know i just want to be part of this community i want to help them as much as i can so that's how i became part of the nomies truthfully and then uh the story lives on now we have uh you know, art that's going to be able for them to burn uh, for the old ones. And, you know, they'll be able to get art by Gadir, which is an amazing artist. And, you know, it'll be something that they'll be able to receive as a, as a, as a free uh, thank you again. 2022 Genome Dome winner right here. You know that. You won, right? You won. What, what did you win? Tell them. <laughs> Oh, I, I want some eight. I had the blue, uh, the blue ones, the numbers. It was blue. It was the more expensive one, so it was it was worth it. Definitely worth it. That's loud. That's good. That's cool. Jeff and Jeff and Serge, I I know that at this point it must feel like second nature for you guys in terms of uh, being in the space. And like you said, you felt like it was just like a passion that you had that you just wanted to be connected with the community and just want to do something good for them and you kind of learned uh by like trial by fire because you were just thrown into this new new thing that you've never had any experience in and uh you know just your natural perseverance was able to help you get through that but i, I want to hear from both of you guys 
on what you feel like are like the the top three skill sets that you think you need to be successful in this space because as much as you love it and as much passion as you have there i feel like you have to have a certain set of skills to be able to succeed and set yourself apart so if you guys can get you know give us some background on what you think about that jeff go first i, I think uh because <laughs> jeff jeff had it better than ugly i gotta say <laughs> Jeff learned from all the fuck ups, baby. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, go first. Well, yeah, um, it's hard because I didn't prepare for this question, so it'll be something that I'm freestyling. So I'll be honest, my answers will probably won't be the best. But off the top of my head, I can think that being organized is one of the most important things in anything you do. Um, <laughs> so you got to make sure that you, you you're, obviously, what I mean by that is you got to be able to, if you're running a project, you got to be able to budget your project, be able, be able to organize community events, organize uh, rewards for your community. I think or it, it organizes just the key link to a lot of things. And, and that's what always sets me apart because like I mentioned, I, in the automotive industry, I, I was a, one of the youngest kid, but in the, in the industry, but I was having a lot of success and I w would be able to manage different departments. And that will be the only thing that I noticed that set me apart. It was that I'm very organized. I'm the type of guy that write down the amount of vehicles I need to sell on the calendar dates, <laughs> to write my, my schedule on the wall. So I think that's one of the things that helps me out with anything I do. Um, and then the other two, you got to have obviously a personality. You can't just be dull. You can't be, um, you know, uh, I, you can't be like a fake image all the time. Sometimes you got to be yourself and just, I feel like I, that's what have helped me. So that's, I feel like having a personal personality, I'm from New York. So I feel like I've, I've been adapted to a lot of different cultures. So that have helped me. Um, and then the third, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, probably let's say, uh, uh, I can't even think. I'll give you two, man. Those are the two that I got off the top of my head. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Serge can help you out. Go ahead, Serge. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, just be yourself, and also, like, be. I would say humble. Um, when it comes to this game, um, very, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, ask for ask for things when you need them. If you don't know something, ask. I think that 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 that's one of the most important things, especially back in 2021 where things were like th that's one of the reasons why uh jeff and, and um you know shoot uh, forzen are doing their thing because there was not that many mentors back then right so it was it was a constant thing of like asking not knowing so yeah humble um always you know try to ask um i see time management it's it's pretty good and then uh, in this game right now i would have to say um, being very good at, at cash flow. Um, not, not, not every project is very good at administering funds um, from a lot of different perspectives. Like, uh, it's just, uh, you know, after a year, you know, I started being a little bit more vocal about, you know, so many rugs here and there. You could flip, you could hold that at the end of the day, but there's so many projects that made a bag and they didn't give back to their communities, right? So, you know, it's one of the things where I say now, is just like, you know, how are you, like, invest in projects that that, that are going to give back to their community same as marketplaces right and yeah i just say cash flow management uh, being humble and just be being 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 yourself you know that's i think that's very important 
Yeah, those are those are definitely awesome tips. I feel like um I feel like in terms of what you were talking about with the monetary aspect, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of people don't really think about that. They don't they don't think about okay, now I have uh $100,000, what do I do with it? Like how 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 do I execute on my plans because sometimes you might not sometimes you not might not really understand how much it'll take to really realize your dream. So if you're lucky enough to even sell out your project and you have no idea what to do with the money and how to implement it correctly, you're just going to put yourself in such a terrible situation. And you guys already know how it is when a project has a, a lot of issues with delivering after mint. And it's just it's just a, a bad recipe. But before we get into anything else, I kind of want to remind everybody in the audience that one you guys have any questions at any point you can raise your hand and we'll try to add you into the conversation as smoothly as possible and number two if you guys don't know already there is a giveaway going on at the top it is pinned if you want to win some nfts uh from the ugly bros nfts jeff is giving away tree of life nft me and Fauci are both giving away nomi's nfts so if you guys want to be a part of their projects and you want to support what they got going on make sure you enter that giveaway and uh, share the, the link to the space to get as many people in here as possible. Um, but getting back to the questions, and it's, it's something that I really wanted to bring up. This is something I really wanted to bring up because I feel like a lot of people don't really get to see the real behind the scenes uh, when it comes to projects because they're always on the consumer side. They don't really understand what it takes to actually build. So kind of want to I kind of want to ask how do you guys deal with all of the pressure how do you guys deal with all of the negative attention the negative energy when it comes your way people doubting you or when say your project isn't doing that well at the moment and it just seems like it's nothing but hate all the time like how do you kind of keep it's like it's kind of like a mental health thing like how, how do you keep your head right during those times because I feel like anybody would really just let that overrun them and I feel like there's has to be a lot of people that that are really struggling uh, with that aspect. You want to go ahead? No, we're playing unmute mute. You go first. All right. All right. So for me personally, the one of the most important thing is to not take it personal and actually hear the people out. Um, so if they do have any questions or concerns or any type of hate, they're gonna, it's, it's for a specific reason. Sometimes of course you will get a troll or two that will come into your discord that would specifically be upset for, let's say, not being able to mint, um, you know, it, and then saying that, you know, uh, I, I botted your, your mint, but I wasn't able to mint. Um, so your mint must be in, uh, wrong, something, something along those lines. Um, say things along those natures. You know, you understand that that's obviously a troll that's coming into your discord uh, but when it comes to real concerns, you have to listen to them. Um, even if it stresses you out, you have to make sure that you hear them out. You got to make sure that you discuss it with your team and discuss ways to make it better. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, the negativity is not, it's not bad. It's just telling me how to get better. And I don't see that as a bad thing. Go ahead. Those are really, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a... Can you hear me? Testing one, two. Yeah, you're all good. 
Okay, all good. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's always going to be big. The 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 fud. Not not everybody. I mean, fud is warranted. Can't hear you. You're covering your mic, Serge. <laughs> Give me one second, boys. I'll be right back. All right. While we wait for Serge, Fauci, um, we'll circle back to that question for Serge when he gets ready. Fauci, go ahead. I know. You- yeah. So, Jeff, I see. You know, you're always out there rectifying like any type of fud. Rather it sound like spaces or discourse, so I definitely applaud you for that. And also, like Serge, I mean, he he's had his uh, fair share of fun, and like uh, he did the whole two Ada game because everybody was kind of you know pissed off about that. So that's pretty cool to see that. And I am an owner of a two Ada game as well. Two Ada game. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, we can well, hear you, Twitter brother. Sometimes, I mean, I've got to hate for everything, right? Like again, like starting from season one. Because I, I didn't know how the blockchain properly worked. In terms, I thought you just send and you get your NFT. No, no, no. This, this go through an ET, ETXO process. It is a mi- so it, it's like I was saying before. That's why understanding and being humble and, and and asking questions and you know setting up testaments and all this stuff and knowing the right people is so important. But um, yeah, I mean, I got all the fun there is to get. Like I, I remember people really like after season one hit and then the i think the floor price went up to 700 ada um you know reaching out like yo what the fuck man you know uh, and then even even past that in march still those same people resonating but that's why we did um a kind of like a collection for those people that got affected so yeah i mean to answer your question i mean things are going to come either way you just have to learn adapt um and then try not to do it again. I think that's one of the most important things. And that's why, you know, me and Jeff, one of the things we learned was, um, you know, when you have a project that has a hype mint, you don't take any chances with websites. Um, you just go directly into whitelisting, um, you know, because it, it is very important that, you know, you don't let people down. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting now that, we, you know, we hold spaces. Shout out to the Shark Tank crew. Um, Jeff and me host a Wednesday space. And, you know, one of the things that we tell projects, if they come and they got a hype mint, I'm like, hey, man, what you doing for your mint? And based on the provider and the style, we tell them, don't do that. Let, let, let me tell you my experience. Don't do that. Please go this way. Right. Because, again, there was a time, um, I'll, I'll give an example, you know, of overexposed. Uh, when overexposed was hot, hot, hot. I remember them going to Cardano Thor, breaking 2,000 viewers. That's a big number. 2,000 is a very big number. Imagine 2,000 people going to a public sale on one website, on one subdomain. It's going to crash the website. Um, it doesn't matter how good it is. It's, it's, it's going to crash it. So it's just one of those, you know, it's just, yeah, one of those things and learning from your mistakes, owning up to them um, when it's your fault is your fault. And then it's the other thing of like, you know, um, like Jeff was saying, the, the, the multiple discords. I had a guy that, that, that created. So if, if you notice our, our discords, when, um, and we have, I had two verification bots, probably same as Jeff. We got over 20, 30K bots in the discord. And we had to create a script and basically see which ones were, um, were bought it right and there's there's way there, there's activity there's um people you know wallet addresses having the same exact amount 
And it's just, it's just crazy because people want the exact information of how you're doing things. And we managed to do it pretty good. I'm very happy about it, but it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. And like in this space, you will, there's always going to be somebody that's not fond of how, how like you did something or they're not, you're not, everybody's not, every, shit. Everybody's not going to be happy with how you handle a situation. So I definitely applaud you guys for overcoming those trials and tribulations for sure. Like, where do you guys see your projects in like the next five years or the next three years? Damn, that's a, that's a loaded question, my boy. I mean, you know, with Ugly, we're, we're doing a lot of different things. Like we, we, we now have a posting system, so we're get, getting occupied with that. We're working on a potential verse. Um, but again, I want to see how realistic it is. I had a conversation with somebody. And the reality is everybody, everybody in Cardano now like is working on a, on, on a specific metaverse. How many metaverses are there going to be? Right? Oh, what happened, my boy? All right, there you go. You were covering your mic. It was a little muffled. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're yeah, what, what, what did I last say that you understood? Um, we understood everything. It was just fun. It was just oh, Okay, okay. So my apologies on that. Um, So we're looking into like our, our 3D assets. So you know, we just uh, we showed a preview like a month ago. Now we're going through all the bodies and just prepping them, right? Full body 3D assets so it's ready. Um, I don't want to commit to a verse because how many metaverses are there in Cardano? And, and re re the reality is like you're going to spend that million, millions of dollars and somebody might use it for four weeks. So we're, we're trying to see, you know, what we could do and potentially who could, we could work with in the future. Um, and that's for us. And I mean, just like, we're dealing with lawyers with stuff we want to do but i think most importantly is um as a brand just kind of go out there and just you know start flexing a little bit right um we're more into art base so yeah we got we got a, we got a lot of things in the pipeline in terms of expos um we're doing a we're doing five you know community meetups from october 1st to all the way to seeing a t-con so yeah i mean sky's the limit <laughs> we pass it on to jeff yeah, so saying the next three to five years is a very long time. So from now, the way that I envision it, if it will be three to five years from now, that means that, you know, CNFT con, everything have passed. So that means we already have built a brand present at a the first Cardano event. So that will be already checked off on the list. And then the next thing that will be coming up will be something that we're doing with our website, which would be... I don't want to expose too much, but it'll be something that makes it a little bit interactive for the mechanism holders. So that'll be done around that average. Oh man. So three to five years. So I would picture overexposed already being similar to a multimedia company. Um, I'm not saying like exact, exactly like Warner Brothers, but three to five years from now is a very long time. And uh, I feel like you can do so much with that time. And if we're able to, because really, Ren is very talented. He's he's a musician. Um, he has done tracks with a lot of amazing artists. He has directed videos. And I really believe in his talent. So that's just my personal experience with, with him and as well with building with him. Um, I can see him being as big as any artist there is out there. Um, if you haven't heard his music, um, please go into the Discord and check it out. Um, he has done amazing music and he has done his whole video in 3D. Um, so it just gives you the capabilities of what that guy could do. And I believe in him um, a lot. So 
by then we should already have other people that brand has already made a brand presence with the music and uh we have already maybe regained our trust uh with the community um so by then yeah I, i would see us being like a multimedia company if that was if that would be me like something like a warner brothers but that again that's three to five years and i feel like that's a very long time um it's only been six months <laughs> so not even i don't even yeah since february so yeah six months so but what is that what is that <laughs> no yeah and uh I know that's actually thinking thinking about that three years is a long time, especially in crypto. So uh, I maybe got to reword that that question because that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I do I do kind of want to get. I don't know if you guys can hear my dogs barking. What's going on? Yeah, do, you're good. Wanna... We don't hear your dog, bro. You're good. Okay, but uh, I do want to get your thoughts on this, and um, this is something that. I kind of saw on Twitter, I think a couple weeks ago, where people were discussing the topic of the difference between actual businesses and NFT projects. Well, not to say NFT projects aren't businesses, but I would say traditional businesses and NFT projects. And uh, Serge, I didn't know that you you had a whole bunch of gyms. So this is a perfect question for you. As you guys know, with entrepreneurship, it's not really frowned upon to try multiple businesses. Um, if you fail, restart. If you're bankrupt, it doesn't. It's a, it doesn't matter. You can keep trying and keep trying. And that's seen as something positive. That's seen as being an entrepreneur, having an entrepreneurial spirit. And nobody kind of knocks you for that for for always trying your best. But it seems like on in the in the NFT world and in this kind of space where it seems like if you fail once. And it, it doesn't go as planned. That sticks to your record, and you're forever known as that failure. And it just doesn't seem like there's any room for people to mis- make mistakes and then do better in the future. So I, I kind of want to get your your thoughts on that kind on that topic, especially with Serge, because I know that you have experience with traditional business models. Like, how do you feel about that difference? And and if you can give me your insight on that. You know what is tricky? We had a we had a cat um, in the tank two days ago that um, he basically you know renamed his renamed his Twitter, dropped a different collection. It was just art based. I understand that, um, but at the same token, it was one of the things where I think ev- like every person has. And Maria's laughing because Maria knows what I'm talking about. Every person has a different philosophy on what it is to kind of you know um, manage biz like you know manage business. So, for example, for me, um, let's just say this. There are other founders out there that they'll have multiple NFT projects. And they've launched over 50 to 75,000, yeah, 50K NFTs. With that's a bag. You know, with that that type of bag, you you should push your product, right? So one of the things with with my mentality is like Ugly Bros is my brand. I'm treating it as a business. Um, you know, I understand what the NFTs are doing another profile picture collection for us. It doesn't make any sense. It just like, it doesn't, maybe, maybe the money's going to be good, but it just doesn't make sense. It's just, how do you, you know, how, how do you evolve this? Right. Because as an NFT, you you will only get so far, but as a brand, you could do a lot of different things. And that's something that we're looking to kind of explore, right. Versus, 
and it's not only metaverses, but it's also from clothing to, you know, to setting up these, like I said before, they're setting up these 3D avatars and to see, you know, what is going to be the future of Cardano when it comes to metaverses? Because I, again, I could do my own metaverse and I could hire and, and I could do a, pl- a plot sale and get funding, but it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, like, um, it, everybody's going to have a different philosophy on how they should conduct things. I now say invest in projects that invest in, into their communities and I, I, I'll live by that. Let's just say that. <laughs> awesome. And Jeff, I, I would love to get your perspective on it. Uh, because what was the question again? So I can remember because uh, the, no the, answer, the answer that Serge gave was so amazing. I just wanted to, I, I kind of forgot the question. Sorry. All good. It's all good. So the premise of the question is, how do you feel about the difference uh, between the perception of somebody that's trying to build businesses, I guess, in the traditional sense where you build a car washer, you build a pressure washing business, or you start doing houses. And, and it's looked at as having an entrepreneurial spirit if you keep failing and failing and failing until you actually get it right. At, compared to in the NFT world, in the NFT space, if you fail on your first project, you're looked down upon. And if you keep trying you're seen as a scammer and as somebody that wants to take advantage of the community. How do you feel about that difference? And what do you think, do you think that they should be, uh, I guess, looked at in the same way? Um, I think it is a difference. Um, I don't think that just because you have failed at one thing, one thing that you did on your project, you should go ahead and start another one. Um, I don't think that makes any, any sense. Um, but it, you know, it, it, I don't think it's frowned upon, uh, it may be in some in some cases, but some a lot of people have done it. But in the traditional business, I feel like it, it, I mean, I think the most the, the thing that I've noticed that is very alike that is that uh, people buy from people and people um, interact uh, with, with with real humans. And I feel like that's going to be one of the things that, that 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 makes your project set apart like how we're doing right now we're on a twitter space with the community we're talking you're asking questions that's being that's being you know that's that's interacting with your community when it comes to my mom i remember her being you know the best amazing daycare provider and she used to always give the best childcare and give uh the best satisfactory and making sure that the kids went back to their parents learning more um so it's always you know i don't think I've seen my mom fail before. I remember her having two two kids in, in the daycare. And then I remember having seeing her have two classrooms full of kids in the same business, same year. So I don't think that just because you failed that one thing, you should go ahead and, all right, let me go ahead and try it another thing. Now, if you've been doing it for, let's say, a couple of years, then that, you know, you got to then assess. But just be, the spaces have not grown enough, especially the Cardano space to, to I think, to evaluate that far and, um, and, and, and already go ahead and, and, and cancel it off. And especially when it comes to the, the, the type of projects you're doing, it doesn't even have to be about the art. It could be solely about the community you're building and the, and the utility you're providing and the, and the tools you're providing to the, the community. I've seen, Projects that art, art was not the main focus and have done amazing things on the blockchain because they provided different utilities and tools. And I've seen those same projects fail. So I don't think it's the same thing um, as traditional space because you you have a hub in a community that 
that's watching you grow and supporting you. So I think that is completely different. You're interacting with the people a lot. Let's say in a car wash, you probably know the guy that that has the rewards, but you're not going to remember the guy that just came from out of town next time you see him. So it's, it's, it's different. You interact less. And here we're interacting with the community. Everybody know who's my, my name. Everybody knows how to find me. Uh, um, even in real life. <laughs> so it's just, and then we're going at uh, on conference and like how Ugly Bros is always doing is doing these real life events uh, in which they're, they're interacting with the community. We went to Top Golf together and have both of our communities uh, interact with each other and talk about what they liked about U- Ugly Bros and what they lo- loved about Overexposed. And, you know, we, we gave, even a free NFT for just being there. And that's, that's, that's something that, you know, I feel like it's something that's memorable and it's something that a lot of people, you know, like. It's like when you go to a concert, imagine instead of getting that ticket, you're getting an NFT of that, of that, of that concert guy um, or the artist that's there. Um, so, yeah, it, I feel like it's just being creative with your community. Um, if you're failing at something, try to listen to your community because they are going to give you somewhat of a a suggestion and answers. Um, so I don't think that just because you failed at one thing, you should go ahead and say, Hey, let me start something else. Actually, it becomes even more pressure to me. (laughs) I think it's even worse because now you're, 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 you have the history, you have this resume and now you're going again. And it's now you have the, uh, that, that hurdle and that, and that history of the, the the other project and saying like, hey, you started this and everybody coming back. So sometimes it could work in your favor. Sometimes it can, depending on how well the project has done. But I have not seen that in I could be wrong. I'm not saying what I'm saying is correct, but I have not seen that as success yet in this space. Yeah. And, you know, I, I never thought about it in that perspective where you do have a centralized hub and kind of you're, you're kind of like making like the, your customers are kind of already there and it's your job to connect with them. So, so it makes sense to want to actually develop that relationship instead of kind of calling it quits with other businesses. And, and then your, your, your point when you were talking about the guy that's, that comes across town to the car wash or whatever, you're never going to see him again, as opposed to your actual community that you're going to see every single day in the discord. So that that's a great point. You guys both made great points and, and, Gave really great insight. Uh, before we continue, I want to let everybody know that we're hosting a giveaway. It's at the top of the space. It's pinned there. We're gonna be. We're actually nearing towards the end of the space because we like to keep our spaces uh, around a manageable time because we don't want to keep it running too long. Because I know you guys have a lot to do. And if you guys are tuning in late and you didn't get to catch the beginning, we will be uploading the podcast on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Everything that you can think of is going to be up there. So if you guys missed the beginning, we had an amazing conversation and uh, you don't want to miss out on that. But um, also, if you have questions, feel free to raise your hand and I'll add you up here and you can ask a question or two. But um, but yeah, so I wanted to get in. I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into another aspect where we're talking about nfts as a business and Serge said you said that you see it as a business you're approaching it as a business and you have experience with with different business models and have have experienced success and failure in them kind of i guess the aspect that i want to get into is exit strategy now i feel like a lot of people haven't really thought 
about that kind of aspect of like, hey, guys, your project owners aren't going to want to be project owners for the entire the entirety of their life. Like at some point, they're going to want to make a transition and they want to change to another phase of their life. So in your guys's opinion, how do you feel like it's the right way to make an exit? Um, because it's like it's just unrealistic to expect Serge to be the owner and operator of Ugly Bros until he's 75 years old. Like that just doesn't make any sense. So how do you feel like you can transition from being this project owner that you are now to actually making that exit strategy and doing it the right way? I guess that's what that's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to me right now, I'll be honest with you, I don't have an exit strategy. Um, I I don't even think about it. I I don't even. You know, it's been a year now, and it's just like you get to see the ups, the downs, the projects that come in, the projects that come out. And, you know, um, I am having so much fun with this. I have not burnt out. And, like, I will go in there and do tw- ugh, 12, 12 hours of just, like, because now, now it's very crazy because I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the three, the, the, the three artists dealing with the lawyers, the metaverse stuff, and, like, you know, I have... I, it's just such a such a very interesting question. Um, for me right now, there's no but there's there's no exit strategy. The one thing I've always said the day that I feel like I'm tapping out instead of tapping out is giving at least a year's notice because the, the I think the community deserves that deserves full transparency. And then even when it comes to that, it's just spe- like speaking with with the collectors as well to see what they think, what they would want to do the direction, how well the company's doing. Um, because if we look at it from a standpoint of like, you know, th- that question you said, like how do, you know, and a few projects fail or whatever. I mean, like it- it's such a loaded question because um, it- it's a project that failed, one that mints out and their floor price goes, let's say to five, three, eight, and then they, what the kids call it, they rug, is that considered failure or fa- like, it's just such a loaded question. Um, I, can I, get, I can give you a yeah. little bit, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. behind yeah. it. Yeah, so it's 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 more towards. I'm 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 speaking more towards the projects that are successful, because you say you're saying, "Hey, I loved year one, but what about year five? What about year ten? What about year 15? And, and God willing, you become that successful that that even happens. But how do you get it? How, you know, how do you handle that when you're in year 20 and you're 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 getting tired of it and you're like man i i i don't want to spend all this energy like what's the right way to exit to to make that exit because it's unrealistic yeah. to, to really just be locked in for life I, at least that's what i think yeah you, you got to give notice and like give notice um you know, and the Nomi's owner was the best person to do it this way. He's and because like, I remember when the whole Jeff transition, the guy came on and said, "Guys, listen, this is really burning me out. I am done." But before I like, I kind of shut her down with like, I leave everybody inside the mall with the lights on. Um, I'm willing to pass it on. So there's all these different methods of doing things, right? Like from from passing it on to you know, involving the community because, you know, you still, there's still collectors out there that are investing in your project, right? And that's why, like, that uh, week, like, oh, I don't feel motivated and shut it down. I don't think that's fair. That That's one of those things that very unrealistic. And we get to see it. We get to see it everywhere. We, everybody that, you know, has a mint, they start up hot. But as soon as 
they mint out and you know the engagement drops a little bit you know it's not the same um so i would have to say just keep the same energy plan plan it to what what your roadmap is because if you promise something um put it on there but when you're ready to quit um the most important thing is speak with your community about it but also give sufficient time because i think that's that's something that's that people don't do like it's just easier to kind of shut the lights and disappear right and then they'll remember you for a week but then it's your name right so and that's what i'm saying invest in projects like that that put themselves out there right because you know it's only year one and two <laughs> let's wait and see what's gonna happen three four right so that that's my honest opinion pass it on to jesse what do you think so the question was, well, what is the best exit strategy? That is like, I'll be honest, bro. Like, I, that is the weirdest question I've ever been asked. Because it's like asking you when you're going to quit. And um, I don't see it as something that I would quit. Um, I've never, you know, my, my job that I'm currently in, I've been there for seven years. Previously, the reason why I left my last job was because I transferred and moved to Florida. Last time I quit, I was literally in probably like 18 years old or like 17 years old. So, and it was when I left Foot Locker and and (laughs) I've I've never really quit something. Um, You know, I've always, like I told you, I've always been into creative stuff and I'm here now and I have a a platform. So I I, I didn't quit on my dream as a kid. I'm not going to quit it when I'm 75 years old. Now I'm, (laughs) that sounds crazy. Imagine a company that have built for 75 years. That's like Ralph Lauren uh type of type of type of uh company i'm pretty sure that it would be in great hands if a company's been around for 75 years and it's been rolling well so whatever happens at that point my kids kids or kids kids it will work that way but i i don't see it as a as, as a quitting thing now if it gets to the point that it's impossible to maintain and impo- then everybody would would know like it, it just happens like it, it, and it's it's very hard to like say that because i don't see that happening so it, it, it's something that doesn't make sense to me um like i told you last time i quit i was probably a teenager and i'm 29 years old so not that old but you know i'm not a teenager so <laughs> But yeah, I don't see it as a quitting thing. Um, I love this, and it's something that I feel like I finally got the platform that I that that I w- I'm able to. And it's not even really my my platform because I'm not the one that's being showcased in in my project. It's rent, and it's not only my project. So you, you got to understand that it's a whole business team that's that's building this together, and we, I, you know, we're 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 behind him. And and in, and in terms of the ugly bows as a moderator, I'm behind. Serge and his and and his uh, and his team as well. When it comes to 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 Dan and the people that and 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 the and the music that Serge is able to provide to the community, those are the things that I'm behind. I'm behind being creative. I'm behind giving it to the community, like 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 Serge was saying, rewarding the community. Those are those are the people that I'm behind. If I can, if I'm able to speak on it and just have a voice for them, that's enough for me. And I feel like that's my if that's my footprint. I feel proud of it. Um, and if, if regardless if it's ten, it takes me ten years, five years, or seventy five years, I'm I, I'm proud of whatever uh, platform I'm, I'm able to. Like right now, we got the platform that has been provided to me. Like right now, we have speakers in here that I'm very thankful. We have twenty five people listening to me speak. 
you know, that's something that I'm grateful for, regardless if it was five to, uh, or 25. I'm very grateful to have 25 people listening to me speak and talk, and, and be fans of the project and, you know, be fan of, uh, of, of, of the culture that we have provided. Like you, like we have spoken, we're from a country where it's very, something like this is, it's, it's, we probably don't even have enough sufficient light to run a computer. <laughs> like the light literally goes in, in our country, like in Dominican Republic. I, I was born in the United States, but still my family is from there, but the, the light literally goes out and, and you can even, you can even have a light uh, or anything you go to sleep with no light in a house so this is what i'm saying this, the the type of old school mentality there is they and um yeah so i'm just very grateful for everything and i don't know an exit strategy i haven't quit since i was uh like i told you last time i quit was foot locker and i and i can tell you why i quit <laughs> funny enough i i was actually very pissed i was there for like four years i i, I was a great salesman I, I used to collect sneakers and then uh then I was promoted as, as a team lead. So you know what is a, you, you know, if you're into retail and you know what a team lead is, it's like between a regular salesperson or a regular employee and a manager. So you're like, it's like the weirdest position. And I was always supposed to be a manager and like <laughs> they never promoted me. So I was there for like four or five years. So I was really salty. <laughs> so I was, at that time I was living in the Bronx and I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back upstate where my mother lives and just go and find a different job over there. And then I went, quit. I was like, I'm done. I'm not, they, they ain't give me the opportunity. <laughs> I was there for four years. I was literally in college while working in there. So it was, I was, I was actually providing a lot. Um, a lot of time and effort so I was really pissed because you're in that position in, in the middle of like alright we're gonna give you a chance but you gotta still keep working and I was there for too long so yeah that was the reason why I quit <laughs> yeah definitely I guess not being appreciated can really lead to resentment quickly and Jeff the question I don't want you to take the question as me asking when you would quit it was just more so of like how do you think is the right way to do it uh, but either way we got we got a question up here from Willow that wanted to come up and uh, and say something. So Willow, you have the floor. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, perfect. Sweet man. Hey, I uh, appreciate the few minutes I can come up here and just uh, ask a few questions. But um, and I had to drop off earlier, um, but I'm back. So if I if I if this question was already asked, forgive me. But uh, <clears throat> so we we had an eventful week. Uh, and Cardano this past week. Um, so I'm kind of curious what everyone thinks. Uh, from a project lead standpoint, uh, how do you take some of those conversations that we've had with those Ethereum guys and how do you apply that to the project? Um, whether it's, you know, from a strategic marketing standpoint or maybe developing some new tools or anything like that. We're just curious on some thoughts on how, how do we build up from here now that we have the attention? Well, so um, one of the things that I've specifically that I've noticed is that the conversation of, of, I guess, from Wob coming into our space as him showing showcasing how Ethereum people are. But me from being in the crypto goons community, I've already been around that energy a little bit for a couple of months. So I don't feel like really the approach that he's saying probably is the correct things. Now he does have valid points. Of course. I mean, everybody has, is going to say a clever thing or, or two, and I'm not going to say he's a, he's a bad human being or anything, but one of the things that I've 
they have said is like projects need to ship posts and I feel like that wouldn't go with my brand and I feel like everybody has their own lane and I appreciate the lane that we have created um, in, um, at, at our projects and the lane that Ugly Bros have created with their projects so I feel like just having your own lane is, is completely fair um, even if it's not appreciated um, in a sense that you know the shit posting does but you, you trust me a lot of people probably don't appreciate the ship posting and want to have a calmer environment um, because it, you know that that type of environment is pretty much just like uh, talking bad about each other and just you know saying I don't know it's just like something that doesn't align with me like in, in, in my sense sometimes I mean we we can do it in a closed community like like how we do in the twenty five hundred club like we we talk our stuff and smack to each other but. I feel like doing that as a company, it, it, it may not work always, but it does work. I've seen it with Radio Shack. Radio Shack go on Twitter spaces and they go, they, they, they smash people all the time. Uh, so from that example, I probably um, don't understand uh, really. But one of the things that he didn't mention is actually providing to the community, like what are you doing for your community, how you're making things different um and i think he does have a valid point when it comes to that and that's why i told you that the most stressful thing earlier was probably the 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 research that you have to do on how to be creative and luckily i'm not the only one that has to do that research we have a a spectacular team um and so those ugly bros at at ugly at uglies that you know they they manage well you you you, there's been plenty of times that i've bounced back ideas with surge and there's been plenty of times i've bounced back back that year with ren who Alyssa, um plenty of people i mean forcing is (laughs) my 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 best bud when it comes to technology if i need a question i go to him and even other people in the community like adam dean and fence maker and all the devs that 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 we have in our community that provide help um and even the people in here the the community so i think it it, 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 he does have valid points uh but at the same time um i haven't seen much but besides like the conversation of shit posting if if i'm wrong i'm sorry i mean the one thing a lot of projects can learn out of this is just be more active um in in twitter in spaces um, you know, and, and again, I've been doing this since, since Twitter since what, September, but then I really got in the horse uh, of Twitter spaces and being vocal on, I think it was on December and you know what, we already do all that stuff. Like when it comes to like, you know, one of the things is getting outside of your circle and I, I will go into, you know, uncharted territories and, and when, it go, when it goes to into Twitter spaces and leave the Cardano circle and go to Ethereum circles, go to Solana circle. And I, I say this all the time, but, you know, go into those circles, um, listen to the conversation and be like a shark when it comes to a project. And then, you know, re- request a speaker, you know, contribute to the conversation or ask a question. And eventually people like you're going to get followers. You're going to you're, you're going to get that name out there. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, like, we are doing it. Like, that, that's the thing. For us, it's very different. Um, and I would say just just say what you want. So after the year, the one thing I started being more vocal is buy fucking ugly bros. And we already minted out because daddy's not going anywhere. I'm investing in the fucking community. Y'all investing on shit projects, on titties, on, on whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
and you know you don't know these you're not going to see these projects in the next two three months so why don't you invest on projects that are going to be there give me royalty so i could fucking bat for you at this point and i started being more vocal about this shit because man people like to degen on shit that and, and it's cool you can't but again after a year it's like, bro, like, you know, we, we got to get on the horse and support projects that are giving back to the communities. And how are they giving back? Let's talk about how they're giving back. They're doing Twitter spaces, checkmate. They're doing it. You know, they're going out there, right? I got heated on on, on, on uh, Wednesday. I went kamikaze on JPEG store. And it was the fact that I really, if I had that much money, and I mean, they have a lot of salaries and everything, you need to try and give back into like, you know, um, I spent $10,000 on a booth where there was 30K people and we had over a thousand, 2,000 people hovering of me, bros. I could have, you know, done something else with that, right? Get me, what, get me a, 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 a 50, like a 70 inch plasma, whatever the fuck it is, but is giving back and in, like investing into your community, right? If, if we're all about this brand shit, let's grow the brand. So, I mean, from that standpoint, he, but he is right. A lot of projects, and I say this, when a project makes, um, a lot of money like like uh, you should you should try and delegate that into some marketing um, you know and try to figure it out within the team if that's what you're doing if you're trying to grow the brand if you're not trying to grow the brand then fuck it just pocket it up and move on to the next on on to the next but yeah that's my <laughs> my two cents on that <laughs> yeah I um if I just close out on my end. Yeah, I agree with what both of you guys have been saying. Um, I think Cardano is in a spot now and we have the visibility now to really take it to the next level. We got the right projects in place. Uh, we have the right communities in place. Obviously, we can build and grow, right? But I mean, that's that's just part of human development. That's part of <laughs> the space developing itself. So, yeah. Um, and you're not wrong. Like a lot, like you know what? If if, if we all pit, all these projects pitched in, and we all grab ten percent of our of our of our earnings, and we started to do you know heavy, we would grow because like we, like we still need to educate and we need to do all this stuff. And as I was saying, it got hot with with uh, with JPEG Store, but I, I like I, and I was saying that I really like JPEG Store went there to chill, and I it would have been great if they went to you know got a booth, right? Um, because that's what's important, like to make that visibility. We are here. The same thing goes for Cardano. Um, if you know, uh, Polygon um, just secured a deal with Starbucks. Why Polygon? You know why? Because Polygon invested in the board, board Ape Yacht Club. You know, they did Ape Fest, they, they, they were mingling. Um, the UFC, I'm a big fan. V Chain sponsored the UFC now. So now every time there's a UFC fight, you're going to see V-Chain on the mat. You know, I, Cardano also needs to give back to their fucking community in that point. Like, like, like you know, there's money there. I think there's like 1. Uh, 1.5 billion, um, you know, in that treasury. Like, you know, I'm waiting for the day that like, let's start to get us out there a little bit more. If it's, if, if we're behind because of the tech, yes, we are. But like, you know, um, yeah. I really think it might be that it might be we're just a little bit behind the tech because um, when we were at that expo and we opened up roughly 20 to 30 wallets um, to like and people got ugly bros. It was such a mission to do it. It was wild. So we need a little bit, you know, 
to be a little bit better with our tech. I, I, I do believe that. Well, I, I have a ugly bros, so um, don't don't point any of that heat towards me. You and me are good. Nah, 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 my boy. We good. We we no, no, no. That's not to you. That's that's the that's the that 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 heat is to the people that don't invest in their communities. How about that? <laughs> I'm just I love talking. you and thank you for holding my bro. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah, and then when Big Daddy says flip. Sell, hold, whatever you want to call it, you still family at the end of the day. Uh, you selling a JPEG is not is, doesn't mean a, a tarnished relationship at the end of the day. Definitely, Willow. That that was an amazing question, man. I, I wish I would have came up with it. That was a really really good question. Um, but we're nearing towards the end of the episode, and I want to let you guys know, everybody that entered the giveaway, we're going to be drawing the winners soon. But before we announce the winners, I'm going to pass it on to my co-host Fauci for some. Uh, final questions and closing remarks. Speaking of the giveaways, we see we got a tree of life on here, Jeff. Uh, what exactly is that? And whoever wins tonight and that gets one of those, what can they expect? All right. So the tree of life is basically like a community that we have inside the Nomi's community. Um, so that NFT that you see there, you uh, um, essentially we there was a seat. All right. So first of all. <laughs> I, I retained the project, so I had a I had to deal with the the previous stuff. So what I did is they had these seeds, right? That had no purpose. They they were they were they were the worst seeds ever. It was literally a seed NFT. So what we did is that we allowed all those people that had the seed NFT burn it and essentially get this tree. There's three different trees, um, in which we call it the tree of life. Um, they were able to just send it to us and it was a free mint. Um, essentially all they had to pay is obviously the transaction fees. So they just send in the, the, the hideous seeds because it was literally terrible. I swear. <laughs> and they got this tree of life. And now the art of the tree of life was, uh, done by Gadir, which I, I, I love her art. Um, and I was very thankful for her to, to, to collaborate with me when it comes to, to, to the tree of life. And, uh, there's just three different pieces. Um, each one of them have uh, a sound uh, audio from one of my friends that because I used to do music with um, I used to uh, do music engineer with my buddy and he's really good at making beats. And I was just the guy that was just helping with his <laughs> making beats. And when he was recording, I would just like literally help him record. <laughs> so I wasn't like making beats or anything, but I was just very helpful when it came to that sense um, and, and helping him. So he gave me three beats that I was able to put on the blockchain and then um yeah, so we just put it and we just literally burned them. And uh, so now we have a little community in which anytime I have, like, let's say any whitelist that a community comes in and tells me or like, for example, we had whitelist for Ugly Bros uh, season two. We had whitelist for Overexposed. They had a lot of different uh, whitelist that was able to be given. I give NFT sometimes away. We'll have like our small community chatter. Um, it's basically the same people that got uh, originally rugged. I gave, I gave some away to the community that didn't have seeds. So it's just like a sub community within the Nomis. Um, uh, and that's essentially where you'll be joining. Um, so it's, <laughs> if you do get that for, for, for free, you'll be essentially joining, uh, that type of community. So pretty much that, that's what, what the tree of life is. It was, a it was my way of trying to be creative with the seeds and make them act like they've been planted. And then the tree of life was grown and you get the fruits of my labor. <laughs> yeah. 
super awesome and that shows that shows your creativity man being able to pivot uh, after after put get, kind of getting yourself into that situation where you had to make it look good but uh we have a speaker up here bitfins which actually you're gonna win one of one of uh actually two bitfins nfts in the giveaway bitfins if you want to say anything you had a question for us now i have a question i, I want to piggyback off what serge was saying i would have joined sooner but i was in the gym so i was working out listening to everything you know getting that chest pump Serge knows that realm so um but yeah you know piggybacking off what he said about supporting people going out and doing outreach there's like on one hand the amount of projects i've seen in cardano that are not only actively going to other chains and other communities and onboarding people but they're setting themselves up to where they can actually do stuff with other people it's one thing to go to another space and talk about yourself but that's not going to do very much for you you've got to be doing stuff with your project i know Serge has got some stuff he's planning for other chains and stuff in the future. You know, he's got his metaverse type stuff. They're doing their game. You know, he's doing conventions. We've done the same. We're trying to add like three more blockchains to our stuff next year. Um, If you're, I I would dare to say, if you're only focusing on Cardano, you're doing a disservice to people that are buying into you and your brand. Um, You know, that's on to you for what you want to do and how much you want to scale. But if you're staying in your own circle you're staying on one blockchain, you're willfully being ignorant of what's going on in the outer circle, um, then you're not only shooting yourself in the foot, you're shooting the people that support you in the foot. So um, just want to put that out there as like another founder and what I've noticed and what I've noticed talking to people in the back end too. Because a lot of people aren't public about it, but they're like, yeah, we don't we don't have plans to go on other blockchains. And if you look at projects, how they're set up, it doesn't make sense for them to drop collections in other chains because they didn't think about that when they started their project. So they're, they're already short-sighted when they started so uh just look into that while you're uh shopping around finding people to support and who you think is going to be here in five to ten years yeah and also to piggyback on even that we have to even think about outside of the blockchain because we have to we have to make sure that we get money that it's to support the project outside of the blockchain that it's not only blockchain related stuff um, I think that's something that uh, that that is very helpful and something that a lot of projects also um, should look into. I'm not saying that that is the best suggestion, but I believe that providing revenue that is not just blockchain related, but maybe uh, out, uh, there's actual fiat or something outside that is not just uh, blockchain related stuff. I think that's that also is a is something that's very key. Yeah, I agree. It's um, you know, if you're trying to be a brand. Um, it's either you want to be a blockchain brand or you want to be a brand. Um, that's your, that's your difference. Doodles didn't go out and raise multi-million dollars to go circulate some shit in a bunch of blockchains. They went out to be a household name outside of blockchain and blockchain doesn't matter. Um, Disney isn't coming in a blockchain to be blockchain centric. They see the value in blockchain. It's going to be a facet of their business. It's not the business. Um, so people need to start thinking about that. Blockchain is part of your business. It shouldn't be the main focus of your business. And that be said, I think the numbers out there that they've raised fifty four million. That is the uh, that is the number after royalties fifty four million. I don't remember the valuation too. That's a that's a fuck ton of money. Like I wish you know maybe they can donate to us. But uh, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for for coming to the podcast and. And another, uh, actually, before we get into the goodbyes and the, and the crying, uh, I want to announce the winners. Uh, if you guys can see the winners of the giveaway, they're pinned at the top. 
So if you guys can see your name, if you're added up there, you won. Okay, so the way that we're going to do it, and look at the picture, because I don't want people coming in not understanding. Look at the picture. In the order that you're named in the picture, that's the order that you're going to get to choose. So if you're if you're number four, you're not going to get first dibs. You got the fourth pick, okay? So the first gets first dibs, and so on and so on. All you have to do is DM the club, and uh, we'll get you sorted out uh, relatively quickly between tonight and tomorrow you should have everything you need um but now that said i want to say thank you again and i'm going to pass it to Fauci in a bit to say his goodbyes thank you again to jeff thank you again to surge uh, representing ugly bros um like i said in the beginning of the space you guys have been a huge inspiration to me and and uh, especially jeff has been somebody that i look up to and somebody that i i model myself after at least in this space and and it's it's an amazing role model to have and you guys are making so many people proud and i hope to make you guys proud with with what i'm trying to build here and what i'm going to continue to be building and uh man it was an amazing episode i love talking to you guys and and yeah i'll pass it on to, to Fauci and so he can say some things yeah i don't know if jess has something he's got his hand raised go ahead bro now, I just wanted to make sure that, so the second person on this giveaway won the Tree of Life. So it's Abra Manum. Am, am I saying that right? Am I, am I reading it wrong? I'm going to follow you so I can make sure uh hook you up because you joined the gang. So that's I'm, I'm excited for you to to join the Tree of Life. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I definitely appreciate you and Serge coming up here and actually supporting us, giving the time of your day as well. And everybody that's listening on there. That continues to show up every Saturday and support us. You know, a huge thanks, man. It's really humbling. Definitely. And also shout out to Bitfins. I know we kind of took your NFTs and used them as like kind of giveaway bait. Uh, no pun intended for bait. But uh you guys, you always ever I think ever since the first time we used your NFTs, you always showed like or retweeted or something. And, and especially for somebody that's like like us that that are so small, we only have like 300 followers. That's like super big because it's hard to get traction. And we really rely on our guests to kind of share all of the stuff because we don't have any pull yet. So I just want you to know that we really appreciate that. And when I run out of NFTs um, to give away for your project, I hope that you still come by <laughs> because the wallet is looking slim. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, but yeah, I, um. That, that's all I have. Yo, something I want to say, bro, Bitfins is hilarious. If you do not know, that guy is crazy at Guitar Hero. Crazy. Like, I've seen videos of him going bananas. Like, you, you would not believe that he's literally going that fast. I swear. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, bro? <laughs> he's I know talking about, yeah, I'll tell you the lore so people don't know. In the 2500 Club, there was this thing where everybody was doxing, and I was like, all right, I'll dox. And so Jeff didn't believe me. I played Guitar Hero on Twitch. So that was a full-time job during college. I, I played Guitar Hero on Twitch to pay rent. It actually worked. Um, and so basically you can speed up these songs. And it was a solo medley. So you're just playing guitar solos. And I was chugging a malt liquor in one hand and playing a guitar solo in the other hand. And I wasn't missing a note. And Jeff was like, bro, what the fuck? You're like on drugs. <laughs> so he was like freaking out in the 2500 Club. So that's the lore of why Jeff, Jeff always brings up... Uh, uh, you know, me playing Guitar Hero. Um, and then also for the NFTs, if you guys ever need some stuff, hit me up. I'll, I'll send you guys some assets. I don't, for me, it's not a matter of uh, how people are getting our stuff. I just like people enjoying 
you know, our project personally, you know, I don't, I don't show up and support you guys just because you're giving away stuff. It's because I like conversation. You know, I like uh, the homie Fousey over here, you know, Serge, Jeff, all the people you guys get on and guests are quality people. Um, you know, any space like that, I always support. And uh, yeah, man. So if you guys ever need some, uh, some assistance with that wallet, let me know. I got you. Did I just hear the next episode might be Tyler or uh, or Tyler might be what's up? What's, when is the Bitfins episode? I want to know. About, yeah, I want to hear about all your stuff, brother. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Um, I was actually I was thinking about doing that, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, uh, I was kind of scared because I didn't know if he was going to be mad for us using his NFTs without telling him. Like, for that's, the- that's free promo, bro. Why? <laughs> I didn't know if that was like, bro. We got our socials in the metadata. That just gets us followed. It's all good. Okay, bet. Well then, shit, shit. Well, I, I don't want to say it's a sneak peek, but just hit the DMs, man, and then we can set that up for sure. All right. I'm usually not available on Friday nights. This is a one-off, but uh, if you're willing to reschedule for one day, I got you guys. We'll, we'll definitely work it out. Hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> what do you say? Hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> Make it work, Tyler. Yeah, well, I mean, I got a my girlfriend. I yell at me. This is usually the day we hang out. She just had she had a baby shower. She had to go to tonight, so no I got I got lucky. I could drop by, but no worries, no worries. We'll we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be heading out of here. Um, I, I love this episode. We pushed some extra time for my boys. Um, thank you so much uh, again for for pulling up and everybody that's listening. Um. And if you're listening to the past broadcast on YouTube or, or Spotify or anything, like you're OG for getting this far into it because I know an hour and a half of audio can be mind numbing. So thank you for, for staying this long. And uh, and yeah, man, I hope you guys have an amazing night. And uh, thank you for coming out and, and supporting the club. And uh, we will see you again next week, maybe Saturday, maybe Friday, because, uh, you know, BitFriends have some issues, so we'll figure it out. Hey, thank you so much again, the club, Fauci, my brother Serge, BitFins, and everybody that came up to support us. Um, fun fact, before we leave, that Ugly Bros that he has as profile picture is the Ugly Bros that made me fall in love with the project. I swear, he knows it too. He knows it. He, he, he just did the biggest flex on this, on, on this space by putting that on as profile picture because I know everybody knows he did not have that on. <laughs> so let's get that out the way. He knows that's a big flex throwing that back on there. Cause that's original. You don't, you don't see that one on the blockchain. I know the hat. I know the placement. I know everything about that ugly bro. So fun fact, that was the one that made chill. me fall in love with the project. <laughs> chill, chill. Don't get me funny. That, that's the prototype. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. Nah, so that's quick, a big flex. <laughs> so quick. Quick, quick, quick one on this one. Dan was doing that's like that because that ugly has a different style, and uh, he lost like four hundred files and had to recreate like five characters from scratch. So that was very brutal. But that being said, listen, th- guys, thank you so much. Uh, the clubhouse, Bossy. Um, you know, thank you to the listeners. Shout out to the ugly family. I see a bunch of you out there. Nothing but love and respect. And hell yeah, we flexing this because it's the one year anniversary. So let's go on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter. <laughs> hey, today's the day. Nah, the day was a couple of days ago and I forgot. So I'm just like, let, let's pop it up. Let's pop the cherry back again. Hey, happy anniversary, my brother. You well deserved. Let's go. Yeah. Pump. <laughs>
the bags. Hey, pull my bag. Pull my bag. So I'm into shit projects or just mint projects that, that, that they invest in your communities. Or if not, it's all good. Nothing but love and respect. Shout out again and congratulations for your one year anniversary. And, I, you know, I pray, God willing, that it becomes 10 years. So uh, one more time, I want to thank you guys all. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.